Hi, and welcome to Sidewalk Talk. I'm Steve Fortunato, uh, founder of Shovel the Sidewalk. We're a marketing firm in, in Buffalo, New York. We, we help small businesses uh, build their brand, create their advertising, and we're all about storytelling, authentic storytelling. And we are uh, recognizing the importance of social distancing during this time. And, uh, but we're going to continue the storytelling. And, and, and now we're looking for people that can help us through these times. And uh, this episode, we're breaking all the rules. So this episode, we have two people. Uh, I'm not sure how everyone's screen is. Uh, but as I introduce you, if you could kind of wave and people will know who you are. We got Maria Bott. She's the art director and director of client services at Shovel the Sidewalk. And Sarah Blankenship, chief operating officer at Wilcox Financial. Uh, she's a financial planner and a registered investment advisor. Thanks, ladies, both for being here. Thank you. Uh, this is uh, interesting times. Um, and I keep uh, trying to talk to people, as many people as I can, uh, about uh, we, need, we need voice of reason. And so, so Sarah, help us out here. Um, you're, you know, I mean, I, I can't imagine the last two weeks for you. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you've, you've taken quite a few phone calls from, uh, we'll use the P word, from panic clients. Yeah, we, um, we've been busy over here at Wilcox Financial Group. We've been working around the clock, I would definitely say, um, getting a lot of phone calls, but also making a lot of phone calls on purpose. We want to reach out. Um, we're trying to send a lot of communication, probably on the edge of too much communication, but I think during these strange times, it's good to be there as a resource, a resource and educate people and keep pushing out content that is positive and helpful. And um, so we've really been working hard on that. So a lot of coffee over here, but um, we, we, I would say, we're about a 2080 mix. Some people are really panicking and some people are, are feeling okay, but still just have questions and want to talk. Well, it's the uncertainty, right? I mean, um, I don't know the last pandemic you've been through, but uh, I know I haven't been through one, right? So we, it, that, that, that obviously uncertainty is what, even if we knew, okay, this pandemic, this is going to be over on whatever date. Well, then we know life's good, but it's the uncertainty. It's probably um, causing a lot of the panic and the anxiety. Absolutely. Uncertainty is something that we really aren't used to in the United States. You know, we're used to clean the store and the shelves are fully stocked. We're used to kind of our status quo life. And so this fear is kind of breeding a lot of the panic and it's breeding a lot of the uncertainty. Um, you know, it, the quote is kind of volatility begets more volatility. And so people being uncertain about the markets is causing the markets to be even crazier, which makes people more uncertain about the markets. So um, the general word on the street in the financial industry is just, just be calm this is not a time to be panicking. This is not a time to be making rash decisions. Um, you're not trying to time when we think the lowest time is because um, you're really trying to be lucky on the day you're selling and the day you're buying back in. And luck is really not a, an investment plan. That's not what you want to be operating on. So it's really important to be thinking long-term when it comes to 
things like your 401k, your retirement accounts, and, and just weather this storm. Let's get through it together. But, so on the devil's advocate side, well, how can you be sure this storm is going to end? In my opinion, if, if, you're if you are invested in the future, if you're in the stock market uh, for your retirement and you're taking all your money and putting it into cash, then you're betting on the United States of America collapsing. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. so you must have faith that when this is over and when we return to normalcy, whatever that is and whenever that is, the United States will be strong and moving forward. Yeah, I mean, if you are thinking that the stock market is going to go absolutely to zero, you're saying companies like the S&P 500, the 500 biggest companies in our in our um, country are going to basically bankrupt. And so you're saying that basically the United States as a whole is just done. And, um, and that essentially another country will probably take over. And so that is really, really unlikely and we are definitely not there. And so if you think that it's just gonna bottom out, then you probably have some other things that you're worrying about. That's just really um, not something that is, it has a lot of reality behind it. And so um, if you're really thinking about it, it, I mean, this is just one of those things in history that happened. So we, ha we experienced this a little bit in 2008. Well, a lot of it in 2008. We experienced this after 9-11. See those market drops. This one is different, obviously, because we were not ready for a global pandemic. Um, there's a little bit more in here. And, but the difference is, too, that, that there's really nothing fundamentally wrong with the economy that we are aware of at this point. It's just a lot of fear that's driving a lot of that, um, a lot of that market volatility. And, and so a lot of that is coming from an uneducated market where people aren't talking to financial professionals and are selling out of fear. And we're seeing a lot of that in the institutional um, portion of the market. We're talking 401ks, 403bs, where people are self-managing those and they're just going online and selling and they don't really have a professional that they're speaking to um, and they're not taking the time or not waiting on hold with the 1-800 number to talk them through these times. And so we're seeing a lot of those trade-offs and then um, that's triggering some of the algorithms to then also be trading. And so it's creating some unnecessary changes in the market too. And so that's why we're really trying to reach out again to all of our clients, but also to anybody who wants to talk. We're really trying to be proactive on our social media, on everything that we're doing to, to let people know that we're here as a resource. If you don't have somebody to talk to, just because we haven't done a financial plan, we don't manage your investments, we still want to make ourselves available to the community. Um, anyone out there who just needs somebody to help them understand what is going on right now. So what, what, what help, what, so I know you're, you plan for the future with, with your clients. Okay. I get it. Everyone, everyone's been told forever, make sure you have at least six months of emergency funds. Okay. Uh, help the people that right now are like, well, I didn't listen to that advice and they don't have six months of emerging funds and they're, they're living on the edge and they don't know where those, what they're going to do. How can you, what give, give them advice right now, help, help these people out. What, what should they do? 
Sure. There's a lot of things that people can do right now. Um, I know my, even myself right now, I'm focusing on necessity. You know, what do I not need right now? I can cancel a lot of subscriptions. Um, I can, you know, I'm canceling trips, obviously, and, and companies have been really good about rebating those things. Um, not over-purchasing at the store, just, and, and getting rid of anything that's just sort of unnecessary at this point to help maintain a little bit more liquidity and have a little bit more money in your pocket. I mean, we're not going to, to events, we're not doing a lot of entertainment things, so that should help alleviate some people's pressure a little bit. Um, the government is pushing out some stuff, so they just announced yesterday that if you owe taxes this year, that you do not have to pay them until July 15th. So that's giving an extra 90 days for anybody who, who still owes federal taxes. Um, so that said, you still have to pay your state taxes and you still have to file by April 15th. So I wanna put that out there. You still have to file, but you could keep that tax money in your pocket for a little bit longer until things get a little bit back to normal. Um, so that's one thing that people can do. They've also announced that um, student loan interest is being waived right now. So if people are continuing to make their regular student loan payments, that's all going towards principal, which is huge. And so that's gonna be helpful, maybe not today, but down the road, you could be paying off those loans much quicker. Um, there's also some talk about um, delaying mortgage payments, and there's also some talk about checks going out. Um, so they haven't finalized those last two things yet, but, but there is some relief coming and people can, can look towards some of those positives. I also would say that this could be a really, really great time for people to refinance. Rates are really low. And so if you've had your mortgage for a little bit and you're at a higher interest rate, then um, this might be a good time to think about looking at getting a different rate. What about, um, what are you telling your clients that are a little maybe hyper aware of what's going on? They're checking what's happening every single day. They feel like they have to take action. They're probably calling you around the clock. How are you calming them down? What should they be doing? Yeah, I mean, we're talking, Nicole and I had, had looked at portfolios. I mean, we anticipated a volatile year being an election year. We didn't realize it was going to be quite this volatile. Um, so we had already kind of been positioning and making some changes in some of our portfolios to expect a more volatile year. And so we're talking to them about that already, that some of that had already been done. Um, but also most of the, the clients, that, almost all of the clients that we have, I mean, we're really, this, we're in it for the long haul. Retirement is not tomorrow um, for most people. If, and even if it is, then we've already taken that into consideration that you should be more conservative. Um, and so, over, we need to think about this is a really long time away for many people that they shouldn't be freaking out and making a bunch of changes because we will come out on the other side of this. And then we want to make sure that we're really rebalanced and repositioned for when we're on the way back up. Even if somebody is very near to retirement, they're not taking every single dollar out today or tomorrow. They still have 20, 30 years that they're going to be in retirement. So there's time to have that money come back as well, even for somebody who's retired. Yeah, that makes sense. I never thought of that. Um, the, the, the point about, because some people, some, some seniors are, are obviously worried, um, oh my gosh, I have to retire in a couple of years. But uh, when you retire, hopefully you're not going to die. 
you know, you got in a long, you want your money to last. So part of a plan would include uh, to continue to be uh, in, you know, investing as through, through retirement. But again, then there's some people, um, I think to, to Maria's point, that are, you know, maybe they are late and getting close to retirement and they, they're the ones that watch it every day and they've watched in 2019, they went up 30 something percent. Like this is the greatest thing in the world and they didn't maybe go into safer areas. So they've lost a lot of money, right? And now they're worried they're never going to get that back because this recovery could take 10 years. But if they're planning on living another 30 years, I suppose they could get it back. But what, what do they do? Because they didn't, they didn't play it safely. Well, I mean, we don't know if it's going to take 10 years. It could. I listened to some numbers this morning and um, the market came back after 9-11 in 57 days. So it was back before Christmas. Um, the market came back in, I think it was 2008, they're saying, in about a year. Um, and so I don't know that it'll take 10 years. Um, and so if somebody was still really, really aggressive and they were, they were nearer to retirement, um, you know, that, that can be in an un uncomfortable place. And we saw a lot of that in 2008, which is why the industry came out with things like target date funds that automatically adjusted people's portfolios. Um, so, I mean, but there's still things that we can do. We can look at alternative sources of income for people, or we can look at um, what can we do to reposition them so that they can capture the growth properly on the way back up. What can we move them into maybe slowly over the next couple of weeks to, so that they can be in the best place possible. Um, but I think a lot of people, think that they were riskier investors than they really are if they're in that position. Some people who really were gung-ho about investing last year and then when the market goes low, they're really freaking out. Um, it's easy to feel aggressive and feel confident when the market is screaming and doing great. You really need to actually evaluate yourself. How do I feel when it goes down? Not how do I feel when it goes up? Everybody feels great when it goes up, mm -hmm. um, no matter how conservative or risky you are. If you're in the positive, you're feeling good. But really, when you're talking about your risk tolerance, you got to figure out, am I going to freak out when it goes down and, and go from there? Really, though, we're seeing far more people who are younger, who are having a hard time with this rather than the older people. Older people have been through this before. They went through 1987. They went through 2001, 2008. Um, and so they understand a little bit more what this feels like. I think it's for first time investors who are really struggling because they've probably only seen positive markets, relatively positive markets. They've really never seen um, a market dip or a market crash. Yeah, they're and on the So that's old. the one we're having more a harder time talking to is because um, these are their only hard-earned dollars that they've ever had, and so they don't want to see them lost. But if they can listen, remain calm, look to the long term. I mean, when you're as young as some of the clients that we have, as some of the people we're talking to, we're talking 30, 40 years we have until retirement. And so pulling out of the market now is just the worst thing they can do. If anything, they should be contributing more because 
it, I mean, unless we go into a complete wipeout of the United States, then this will come back and they'll probably see it again in their lifetime. It'll probably happen one or two more times. Who knows? Maybe more. So this is just part of being in, in an investment and part of the economy. You have ebbs and flows and that's, it's just about being educated, being positioned, having a proper balance in where all of your money is. Like you said, we do need to have some money in savings, but it is important to invest so that you can have that growth in the long run. So your money can be working for you while you're still working. So you and Nicole take, or you and, um, yeah, you guys take a more holistic approach with your clients. You're not just investments. You're not just helping them with their 401k. You're really helping them create a plan. So how have you guys been able to work with your clients so that they're maybe better prepared for what's going on right now? And, you know, is it too late for somebody who hasn't started planning to, to start right now? Should they wait? Yeah, I mean, we, we do really focus our business on fee-based financial planning. And the way that I can best describe what financial planning looks like is thinking about all the what ifs. What if I get hurt? What if I get sick? What if I pass away? What if I don't have a job tomorrow? What if I live a really long time? Uh, and so all the what ifs. And we also really, really dig into people's goals. What do you want to achieve? What do you want your life to look like? Do you want to buy a house? Do you want to travel? Um, so we're looking at everything. And fee-based financial planning is really something that everybody should and can have. I think a misperception is that it's really for only really wealthy people. Um, and so, yes, really wealthy people need a financial plan, but I also treat it kind of like um, hiring a personal trainer. You don't hire a personal trainer when you're in the best shape of your life. You hire a personal trainer when you need some guidance. What should I eat? What should my workouts look like? And then help you take all the little steps to get there. So, Yes, a lot of people are in a really good position and feel very comfortable right now who we've worked with, but the people who aren't, this is a great time too. First of all, you probably have more time on your hands than you've ever had right now. Uh, we're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. Why not take a look and sit down and have us do a spend plan, have us create that um, financial clarity for these people to say, okay, well, in a couple of weeks or whenever, we're not laid off anymore. This is what this is the way it should be going. This is how I should be allocating my money. This is how I should be saving, paying down debt, putting money towards um, this investment, retirement, short-term goals. We look at absolutely everything, and so I think right now is a perfect time because it's one of those things that is kind of in the back of people's heads. Like I should be doing this, but I'm so busy in the rat race of my life that I don't really have time to do it. And that's what we're talking to a lot of our business clients about. Okay. You have no, you have no business right now or things have significantly slowed down. How about doing that podcast, reading that book, starting that blog, like get all the stuff done that you don't have time to do normally because we're always so busy. This is just one of those things. Get your taxes done, but do a financial plan because um, it's one of those things that it's a little bit of a lift up front. You got to gather all your documents, but once you've done it, it's really just about little tweaks over the rest of your life. So once you've done it, it's, you just make small adjustments. Really good advice. Um, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Just one last thing. If you can just talk to people, maybe especially the younger people that have not, obviously we've, none of us have gone through a pandemic before, but those, those millennials that 
started investing 10 years ago and have seen nothing but growth. And now all of a sudden this monster crash, just, just a piece of advice for people um, that are just really, really worried right now about, about the financial situation. Sure. Um, guess I'll give you a kind of funny one. I say, don't touch your face and don't touch your investments. <laughs> um, we really, you know, this is such a long-term thing. Think about the long-term. Um, we will all get through this as a country, as a community, and you don't want to make mistakes in the short term that you're going to regret in the long term. So, I mean, if you are a millennial, I'm a millennial myself, um, you know, talk to somebody who may be a bit older, talk to somebody who's been through a market crash or a market dip. Um, Nicole and I have even reached out to some more seasoned advisors who've been doing this for 20, 30 years and just said, what's your take on this? How do you feel? And a lot of them are very calm and no, oh, we've seen this before. And um, so I would say personally, somebody could do that too. You know, hey, mom, dad, how did this feel when you guys went through this before? And, and they could help them talk through it too. But also um, reach out to a financial professional, be it us, somebody else that you work with. Um, that's our job really is to, yes, invest people's money when, when things are going well, but our job right now is to be in the trenches every single day, talking to people and educating. So we're here for them. Um, we're here for really anybody who needs a chat. And so I would say, you know, use those resources that are out there for you because, um, that will really help you get through all of this. Somebody who does this day in, day out, who really understands it can help, um, help calm a lot of people's fears and their nerves. Great advice. Sarah Blankenship, uh, Chief Operating Officer, Wilcox Financial. Thanks for helping the community out. Thanks for your time, because I know you're busy. Uh, you know, very <laughs> My pleasure. Busy. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, also, Maria Bott uh, from Shovel the Sidewalk. You can um, download all of our Sidewalk Talk podcasts on your podcast platform of choice. You could also watch any of them by visiting our website, shovelthesidewalk.com. And if you know anyone uh, like Sarah that, that has some form of advice that can help us as we get through this, what doesn't have to be in the financial world, whatever it is, uh, you know, there's a, there's a spot on our website where you can um, uh, leave, leave your information and uh, we'll get you on a podcast as well. So uh, shovelthesidewalk.com. And uh, we're, we're, we're really wanting to try to, to help because we're all in this together. We will get through this, no doubt. Thanks again for listening, watching, participating. Thanks again to Maria. Thank you, Sarah. I'm Steve Fortunato, and this has been Sidewalk Talk.